I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Oh, on the podcast today, we have Cindy Jacobs. And if you don't know who Cindy Jacobs is, you're going to love this interview because she's a genuine prophet to the nations, meaning she speaks to presidents, world leaders, champions of the faith uh, all the time. So she, whether it's a government of the church or the government of the world, this woman has some stories. And I love her perspective because she's gone after this. And in my own hunger, in my own heart, I never had the faith to actually pursue leadership level people in the secular world and just to go up to a president or, or, or find out, you know, from somebody around them in their lives or a governmental leader, a congressman, a, a celebrity, I've always let it happen to me. And I've had amazing stories that have happened to me, but she'll get a word and she'll actually pursue through her network of relationship to meet with them. And she has permission to do that because of her calling and amazing things happen because of it. And so I think you're really going to enjoy not only hearing from her, but there's going to be something about this exploring the prophetic podcast. It's going to be a catalyst for your faith to take even different risks maybe than you would have taken before you heard from Cindy. So let's get into the interview now. Oh, you guys, this is an exciting day on the podcast because we have Cindy Jacobs, who is one of my personal favorite examples, role models, mothers, generals of the prophetic. And she's one of the biggest pioneers in our generation of just prophetic ministry in general, but also of a lifestyle of drawing people together for the sake of understanding who God is and what he wants to do for us. And I, I don't know a country I've been to that doesn't know who Cindy Jacobs is. They, like every leader I talk to, I'll meet with politicians. They're like, have you ever heard of Cindy Jacobs? And I'm like, who is this woman? She appears everywhere I go, you know, no matter who I'm with, but especially politicians, because that's one of the unique areas that God's given you authority over. And so we're so excited to have you on today. Thanks for being on. You're welcome. It's going to be fun and great. <laughs> I agree. You're, that's one thing I love about you is you're so, you really are a fun person. You're, we traveled together <laughs> and you're just so normal. You're so like down to earth. <laughs> yeah, I think we should demystify the prophetic, you know, that it's not some scary person with wild hair, you know, pointing a big finger at you, or I would totally be out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you do stand in this, these moments where all of a sudden it does get a little scary, but it's a good scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. When the office of the prophet, you know, you can prophesy out of just a simple gift of prophecy, which is great. Or, but when that, that anointing of the prophet, the office kicks in, it's a whole new level. I agree. And I love, I just love being around you when that happens because I feel like it gives me faith to to see where I could maybe go in some of the environments I'm in. There's literally a couple times where I've met with people and I've thought, what would Cindy do in this moment? Because of just hearing you and hearing your stories. So you really are a role model. And I love a podcast like this because people get to hear more of the candid side of the stories where they go, oh, like if I'm in this kind of scenario, maybe that's what that is. Or maybe I can have faith for more to come out of this interaction I'm having with this politician or this national government leader or whatever, which is so awesome. Well, let's, let's get right into it. And um, 
I know you have some stories that are amazing, but is there anything that's coming to mind? We're talking today, our theme is giving words to nations and leaders, presidents, which is something you've done for your whole life of ministry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've called to be a prophet to the nations. That's my highest calling. Of course, I can prophesy in all different settings because you have to have, you know, kind of like elastic in your gift. You know, be el- in other words, you, in, you know, what the gift that you need to manifest is the most important gift for the moment. You yeah, know? So I, yeah. I try to make sure, like if I'm a child, talking to a child, how would God talk to that child or, you know, or teenager, whatever, contextualize it and make sure that it's how they'll understand. And then I also trust the Lord to be able to help me talk to an economist. And, you know, and I've heard you tell stories about giving economic prophecies that's happened to me or you know, to a president and the protocol of speaking to a president. But I think, you know, I always say my favorite prophecy was my first prophecy. And it was when I was four years old. My daddy was graduating from Baptist Seminary. And I went to my mother and said, Mommy, I, I'm going to have a little baby sister. And she says to me, pats me on the head, you know, does the parent thing. No, you're, <laughs> you're the last one. We're not having oh, any more. But she was pregnant you know, with my little sister. And then, you know, I mean, I just, I was weird like that. I, I look back and now and I realize how weird I was. Of course, it seemed so normal. You know, people would call on the phone and I go, well, so-and-so died, you know, when they were going to go to the phone or I was having dreams, you know, prophetic dreams. And so, you know, that I realized that was preparation for my calling. Wow. So even as a child, like God was just downloading all kinds of things. I think it's interesting for people to hear too, because I have a two and a four year old and my four year old is manifesting so much prophetic revelation that we're trying to figure out like, how do we even be a parent to you? You know, in the context of this, at least I have a grid. Did your mom have a grid for you at all? Oh no, we were Baptists. We didn't know what (laughs) prophecy was. I mean, honestly, you know, my daddy was so prophetic when he was preaching. I realized he used to give words of knowledge and things, you know, but we didn't know what that was. But, you know, and then your children have it. But thank God I recognize a little more when my son Daniel, you know, was born. He, uh, I, I remember he was six. He came up to me and he says, uh, he came in from playing. He says, Mom, I have a stomach ache. And I looked at him and I just discerned it really wasn't his stomach. Something was happening in the spirit with him. Oh, wow. And I said, well, let's listen to the Lord a little more, Daniel. And he's, you know, he's 36 now, but he was six. Anyway, he said, could a president be killed? And I said, yes. I said, you know, that would be called assassination. He said, Mommy, we need to pray for the president. And he did. He just started praying for him, for his life, protect him, you know. And so I think that, you know, again, you know, we have to help them. We have to be spiritual enough. We can help that child navigate what's happening in their life. Absolutely. And I know Daniel, I mean, Knowing him just personally, he's such a discerner too. You know, he knows when someone's lying or when someone's like manipulating or any of those things. He's just immediately like, "This isn't safe. This is wrong." So it's so it's interesting. No you must patience have, for that. <laughs> it must have been you interesting. Like now, I'm raising little kids to have a full grown son who's still, you know, on the spectrum of the prophetic, pretty high on his sermon and wisdom, and in, in some areas that I mean. Like to develop that with him must have just been wild growing up. 
<laughs> it was pretty wild. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, he told me the other day, Mother, you had me listen to tapes like on spiritual warfare when I was five. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I thought you might miss my voice. It never occurred oh to me, you know, like, don't let your child go to sleep with you know, tapes of casting out demons. <laughs> I'm like, what was I thinking? You know, <laughs> bad mother. You know, <laughs> it probably suited him well, though. Yeah, I was going to say he he needed that spiritual warfare lesson at five. Yeah, I guess <laughs> some of the things that he saw and discerned. Oh yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Well, we're talking about kind of the the home life being a catalyst even for growing in authority. But I mean, how do you go from? just a Baptist background to literally like we were talking, we were just in Miami together and you were telling me about some of the presidents you were prophesying over and how you, you want to see the respect for the prophetic office be reestablished in the body of Christ. And I just thought it was so fascinating because so many people are afraid to say I'm a prophet to a president or somebody who's asking for spiritual advice or even open to it because they're trying to be so normal that they actually miss out on that experience of saying, no, God does speak supernaturally and I'm here for something, you know, to do this. And I just was so inspired by what you were saying. I know it could be taken out of context, but in the right context, it's like such a beautiful statement. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, when I meet with a president I or, or I'll ask for an interview with a president, I'll just say, tell him a prophet of God wants to give him what he's hearing from God or I'm hearing from God. You're and, so you my know, hero for that, direct. by the way. <laughs> the fact that you would say, hey – Tell your president of this nation there's a prophet who wants to meet with them. I mean, that right, right. there takes guts. That's like, that's huge. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's normal. It's biblical. You know, yeah, the thing is. is, yeah, see, we can't like cut the Old Testament off from the New Testament like that. And, you know, some people say, well, the New Testament gift is a weaker gift. And, you know, I personally beg to differ with that statement because not, God never gives a lesser gift. And we have the Holy Spirit. You know, in us, not just around us. Uh, oh, my goodness. And so I was really challenged that everything the prophets did in the Old Testament and the New, and Jesus walking as a prophet, you know, he, he manifested all the gifts. I could do that. Wow. That's like, that's and so And I profound. had authority. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I... I, I actually used to at one time teach, well, you know, since everybody has the Holy Spirit and God shares it with all, I used to teach that, well, you know, the Old Testament, you know, and in a way they had greater, there were fewer, but that's, you know, the Lord just really rebuked me for that. Wow. I love that because there is this expectation that, you know, in our generation, there's all the, the supernatural hunger, even in media and, and TV and mm -hmm. movies and this generation is mm -hmm. wired for the supernatural, but we're not mm -hmm. being told that God wants to come and resolve things supernatural and bring his word through supernatural encounters. But I want to, I want to go here. Tell me one of the stories in a nation or with a president that sticks out to you. Cause I know these are profound. I mean, the fact that you're, you're one of the only ones in a large group of people who are going after this, like you're, I mean, some people have had appointments of presidents like I have, but it wasn't because I went after it and said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to see God do what he did in the Bible right now. You know, you're like, Hey, mm -hmm. I'm a prophet. They need to meet with me. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, uh, you know, um, because I have said this, you know, I'm a prophet 
I prophesy to presidents, people take you up on it, or your reputation will precede you yeah. somehow. You know, and so it's very important. A psychic wouldn't be afraid to say they're a psychic or a medium, a medium. You know what I'm saying? They see psychics, yeah. they see mediums, many, much more than we realize, even in America, you know. And so by saying that, it really opens the door. Well, I had told you this one story. I think, uh, you know, when we were with uh, Maldonado, Apostle Maldonado, but, you know, uh, I was in Thailand, and I'd given very significant words for the country of Thailand that many people knew about, and one was that the South would come under great unrest. And anyway, so uh, I was meeting a a leader there, and uh, they said, you know, and what I found out is when you go, first talk, to the person himself, and I said to this leader, you know, essentially, do you want to hear what God says about you? And the person said, well, I'm a Buddhist, and I, because I've taken the story this direction, I'm not going to tell the rank or anything of this person. But anyway, and and I said, well, do you want to hear know what God says or not? Wow. And he goes, yes. I mean, you know, so I said, I'm a pro. I said, did they tell you I'm a prophet? He said, yes. And I said, do you want to hear what God says? Now, you think about this. We have given so much room in our culture for psychics, mediums, and all this stuff to grow. You know, I mean, it's everybody knows there are those, but we have missed our point of being that answer for society. I agree. You know, yeah, I mean, everyone knew who Elisha was, Elijah. The nations knew. But do they know there are prophets? (laughs) That time is so profound. Mm-hmm. It's simple, but it's really true. I think another word that I gave that, you know, I, I have prophesied a lot in the revival in Argentina. I taught 19 years in city reaching schools there with with Savoso on how to transform cities. And so, um, you know, we had done a lot of prayer over these cities, but then I sensed that what had happened was, you know, because of decisions made by government leaders and different things, those spirits that had been tied up or bound were now unbound. And so I said, look, you know, this is what you need to do, call national prayer. You know, I, I, there was a whole list of things I gave to very influential leaders. And I said, and, and as a sign that this is going to happen, the economy will collapse one year from now if these other things don't take place. Well, the economy did collapse. And I had said there's going to be rioting on, in Buenos Aires. There will be bloodshed, whatever. And, you know, the leader said, well, we don't riot here, and we're a peaceful people. Well, they could say that about America, too, right, at one point. You know what I mean? So there was rioting. But then I came back and gave the redemptive word. But after, if you pray, God is going to heal the economy supernaturally to such a degree that the Wall Street Journal will say there's a revival in the economy of Argentina, and nobody knows why. Oh no gosh. economic indicators because they did pray. They prayed night and day and God, you know, caused it to revive. Wow. That's, I mean, I think we're talking about, this is biblical. I mean, proportion type prophecy over nations and you're living a lifestyle of it. I mean, I, your, your reputation does precede you both in the church and outside the church. Do you ever get freaked out or intimidated when you're going in these situations or does you just have a gift of faith that just moves you? Well, both, you know, I, I, I don't often get freaked out. I think one of my biggest challenges will come if they aren't 
believers, you know, or they don't have a context sometimes, you know, but because that is my anointing to prophet to nations, like, you know, I won't have anything sometimes when I'm walking in there, I won't have a clue what I'm going to say, but I know the gift is in me. So I just, you know, it's just like I tell people prophesying. It's like if you speak in tongues, you just open your mouth and you speak in faith. I said, well, I do that only I speak in English. Mm. Same Holy Spirit. That's so good. And, and I don't think beforehand, what am I going to say when I speak in tongues? You know, yeah. of course, you know, there's tests for it. and You need to be disciplined and, you know, know that. But but there is, as you often said so well, a risk-taking portion, you know, to prophecy. But but I just get it. I mean, the highest manifestation that I have of the office of the prophet is with I, if I am with a political leader of some wow. stature. Yeah, it's just like an x-ray. And just like you, I mean, even economic things like that, you know, I went into a meeting with a top leader of a nation, and I said, now you need to start a commodities market. And I was telling him all these things. And he said, oh, I was just telling the president that, that we need a commodities market, you know. And we walked out, and Mike goes, you don't even know what a commodities market is. <laughs> I go, no. I mean, I do now because he explained it. But yeah. just like I heard you tell the story about that, you know, just speaking like an economist. And, you know, God is so smart. This is just he the is. deal. He's so smart. And I don't think people expect that when the prophetic comes, it's actually God possessing him. And he's he's coming mm-hmm. in and through his personality, his knowledge, his wisdom. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people, they think it's it's more cerebral than that, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. I just love this surrender. And I think there's probably people who are listening who, you know, they've, they've felt like they were going to be a prophet to nations or in a certain industry or a certain type of people, but you're someone who's actually fully realized that and walked that out. Like we're watching you walk into the fullness of your calling now. And so it's, 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 it is an example. And you, you lead a group every year and you draw together prophets from all over. Tell us mm-hmm. about that group and what's happening in it. Thank you. Well, it's the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders. We've been meeting since 1999, and uh, Peter Wagner was the apostle for mm. it, and I helped start it with him and have led it for about the last six years. And uh, this year, we're actually inviting prophets. We have now prophets from 56 nations coming wow. together to discern, get the word of the Lord, you know, what's happening worldwide. And the the prophetic voice worldwide they don't know each other so then from that we're taking a word into the global prophetic summit november 16th through 18th and it's going to be the most profound prophetic explosion i think that you know i've i've ever been in bishop hammond says that that and he said has a doctor in church history never in history has he does he know about a prophet you know a prophet's meeting like this no, and sharing with yeah, we're going to have a dream interpretation room. We're going to have words and dynamic worship. It'll be great. But the great thing is that to make such a history, you know, like like a Nicene council or something like that, you know what I mean? I do believe it will be on that order. So we don't know how to do it, but we're pressing towards the mark. Uh, it's just exciting. I just think we, we live in a really significant time and you're you're helping to recognize the significance and bring some things together. Tell me this, Cindy. I love this interview. Tell me how to get a hold of you so our listeners can uh, follow <laughs> you, you and connect Chad. to you. <laughs> well, you can go to generals, G E N E R A L S dot O R G. 
generals.org and uh, thank you so much and you know we love the uh, the prophetic we love prayer we also have a 50 state prayer network and they're just tearing it up in prayer you know they, they are generals of intercession is that still what it's called yeah no right now it's a reformation prayer network okay, reformation. but they are okay. all generals there are yeah. generals yeah generals of intercession yeah it's exciting i tell you we have been i've been on so many calls you know because of all the challenges in the nations you know we're just praying and praying and praying so thank you so much sean you're a delight. No, th- are you kidding thank you for being on the show i'm so excited about everything you're doing and i'm encouraging the listeners right now you guys go after and Listen to the conference if you can't be there. Make sure to listen to it. I'm sure it's either live streaming or you can listen to it somehow. So be a part of it uh, remotely if you can't be there in person because there's never been a time that there's been an event like this on the face of the earth. And get involved with Cindy. This is so important. I love who she is. You're, I know you fell in love with her through this podcast if you've never heard of her before, and most of you have. And we're so encouraged. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. Bye, everybody. Blessings. Thank you for joining us today on Exploring the Prophetic. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us. Go to our website, www.bowlesministries.com. Also, let's continue the conversation together on our Facebook page. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.